And now, this is the DDT Wrestling Podcast with DC Matthews and Doc Manson. Doc Manson, I realized over over the last week or so that I start the show by saying your name and then your X handle that you do not use anymore. So there's really still have it. Yeah, but uh, Doc Manson at Doc Manson. Yes, DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. Are you back in? Did did the craziness, the utter insanity of the last few days? Are you back in? Are you so excited? Did you did you get back onto your peacock and fire what, up the? What are what what happened that I should be excited about? Oh come now, you must know. Even though you don't go on to wrestling dirt sheets or Twitter or anything, certainly this must have hit you as somehow. The prodigal son has returned. He's home. CM Punk is back in the WWE. I guess I just wanted to make sure that was actually what you were talking about. Yes, of course. It's huge, huge news, huge, incredible news. I think you and everyone else is going to be very disappointed by this. I don't care. What? I don't know why anybody cares. The guy's a piece of shit. Just fucking move on. No, this is the biggest thing. And this means so much to, uh, to the WWE and AEW. And the thing that you liked about CM Punk for the last 15 years he told Vince McMahon to take his money and to shove it up his asshole. And he said, this is the place that made me sick. And this was the place that blah, 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 whatever the fuck else he said. And now. Great. Now he's home. He walked now in. He, now he's a hypocrite. And he walked in and he realized what, uh, he's home. No, he's and a this hypocrite. This is where he's always needed and what to we, be. And what he showed us in AEW is he has the type of character to where if he thinks he's the biggest fish in the pond, he's going to act like a dickhead. This is the man who he is. He sold out. And not only did he sell out, and again, I don't mind selling out. I think, yes, make your fucking money. But again, the entire thing that was interesting about him as a person is completely undercut by this. It just exposes him for being a piece of shit hypocrite. And my capacity to care is not existing he's changed triple h said it you know if you're the same person you were 10 years ago he's changed triple h has changed wrestling has changed phil said it himself he's changed he's a different person now than he was before he left oh, so maybe he wasn't a piece of shit 10 years ago but he is now okay cool no he was a pretty he was a piece of shit 10 years ago oh then i'm not sure what changed then he's grayer Great, 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 great. He's in worse. I will I will say I watched Survivor Series uh, to paint a picture for you since you did not watch, and I'm assuming you have not seen the return. No. WWE decided, you know, they do their war games. The women's match opens the show. They do their pay-per-view. The men's match closes the show. The baby faces are victorious. They're celebrating in the rings with the cage and everything. Michael Cole says good night. They put up the little copyright thing, which is always the signal that the, the show is over. Randy Orton has made his triumphant return to the WWE. Our truth is back in the WWE. Everyone's happy. And then all of a sudden, just when you think the show's over, cult of personality hits CM Punk walks out, um, doesn't, you know, says something in the sense of like he does his it's clobbering time and he goes and celebrates with some of the fans, uh, you know, and then we cut. And that is the end of Survivor Series with no explanation, no commentary. CM Punk just shows up and that is the end. And then we have all of the you know, because WWE knows how to play their audience. You have all the cell phone footage of Seth Rollins freaking out 
giving CM Punk the finger, having to be held back by Corey Graves and Michael Cole so he doesn't charge at Punk down the entrance ramp. Um, you know, Drew McIntyre stalks away, supposedly goes backstage, throws on a sweatshirt, leaves the arena, disappears into the night, obviously very upset. Does Drew McIntyre have some sort of history with CM Punk? I I think this was all I think there most of this is theater. I think this is we want to play up the idea that no, he's but like, my, like does he even have like that he might universe I don't know. beef with this guy that that makes any sense for for 10 years have people been saying oh man CM Punk and Drew McIntyre that's that's the program that I need to see uh to the best of my knowledge, no, but I also, I, I don't necessarily know for sure. Um, so, you know, that this has been the biggest news in wrestling all week. There's all sorts of stuff being talked about. And, you know, did everybody know Triple H claims this happened literally within 24 or 48 hours of the pay-per-view? All of a sudden, somebody reached out. A deal was made. You know, he shows up. Was Seth Rollins thing a work? Is Drew McIntyre actually upset? Um, nope. And then Punk shows up at Raw. He shows up at the very end. He cuts a promo that everyone thinks now they're calling him PG Punk. Every day there was a piece of news about it. And then today it was uh, reported that Brian Danielson was the head of the committee that decided to fire CM Punk in the first place. Just. Drama upon drama upon drama. And if you care, you know, you think wrestling is great and what's AEW going to do in response and all of that sort of thing. But I figured this would bring you back. I figured you'd forgive all WWE, all of its sins, and you'd be ready to watch whatever the hell pay-per-view is next in December or Big news, Doc. Big news. Nah, I don't care. Like I can't even really be upset about it. Like I tried to get get a, a little bit before the hypocrite and the swearing, but I honestly, DC, I don't even feel it. I feel nothing for CM Punk anymore. I feel, feel nothing for the WWE at this point. Like I can't even get myself worked up into a fake rant. I just you're just done. They're just carnies, and they all—that's all they ever do. And I'm, I'm tired of it. They're all a bunch of, yeah, done with it. Okay. How was your holiday? Great. I we didn't check in. You seem in a mood. Everything okay? Everything's great. <laughs> I'm just tired, DC. I don't know. My holiday was fine. Well, you are in the Went you are my, in, huh? You are in the push. This should be you got what yeah. two weeks left? Yeah. <clears throat> so you probably got another exam and then a final and yeah. So it'll be done in three weeks or so. But what are you drinking week, next week? Class? Oh, water. Um, All right. So your holiday was good. Yeah. How was the smoked my, turkey? It was smoked. It was turkey. I, I heard it. you. I heard you talking about the holidays and how you were doing, you know, two holidays over the span. And you were going to get the traditional fare and then the more exotic fare. Which meal did you enjoy more? Take the company out. I'm talking just the food. Um... I don't, I don't know. Um, I mean, I guess I would give the edge to the in-laws with the smoked turkey, the uh, orange maple glazed Brussels sprouts with bacon, the, the homemade good. brioche bread uh, dressing, the, uh, the hand squished cranberry sauce or whatever. I mean, I guess I give the edge to that, but... Mm -hmm. Honestly, both meals were pretty, 
pretty equally satisfying, I would say. Um, okay. The other well, meal good. had my, you know, traditional mm-hmm. mashed potatoes. It had a, you know, some, uh, some uh, sweet potatoes, had the traditional turkey, yeah. better gravy, I will say, with the traditional meal, had the better gravy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, I ate a, I ate two large, let me put it this way. My aunt, who was sitting across from me, I said, and she said, can I get you some stuffing? And I said, yes. Uh, scoop me more than you think is reasonable, please. <laughs> and she did. And I ate it. And it was delicious. And this is going to be difficult because dessert. Yeah. So at, at my parents, they, they had gone to Costco and they'd gotten one of the five ninety nine three and a half pound pumpkin pies, which is awesome. And I love pumpkin pie and they had whipped cream and that was really good. Uh, at the in-laws, Mrs. Manson brought the dessert. She yep. baked a, a home, chocolate pecan pie, if I remember a chocolate pecan, chocolate pecan pie, which was also delicious. And it was very good. However, I really like pumpkin pie. So I would probably give the edge to that. And that's completely unfair. But I think that's where my allegiances lay. I This may have been, we have talked Thanksgiving food quite a bit over the years. And as someone who doesn't particularly like pumpkin pie, and someone who has probably eaten a pecan pie, but not it's not a regular thing. Is there a way in your mind, your scientific brain, is there a way to meld the two into some sort of pecan pumpkin or pumpkin pecan? Like, is there a way to combine the best of both into one optimal dessert? No, I don't think so. I think you can combine them. Absolutely. You could take chopped pecans, put them in a pumpkin pie. You could take a pecan pie. And then do something with like the syrup to make that more pumpkin-y, spicy And you mm-hmm. could do that. And you could do either of those two things. I'm literally thinking but, like taking, you make like a shallower pecan pie. You like bake it so it starts to solidify. Then you put a layer of pumpkin pie on top of that. I don't think that would work together. The, the, the texture of the pecan with the with the softness of the pumpkin on top, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't think that would work. I think you'd have to go with something more like I was describing, but I don't really think either of those sound superior on their own. I guess of the two, trying to pumpkin spice up a pecan pie probably is the way yeah. I would go with it, but... Eh. Is, is the smoothness of the pumpkin pie one of its... I think so... I, I do think having pecans in it, though, could be good. Mm-hmm. I'm not discounting that. I think that could be okay. If if a pumpkin pie is overcooked, does it get h- harder? Probably. Okay. As you water had, like, an, evaporates out of it, yeah. I don't think so. You ever had a harder pumpkin? Like, Is there such not, thing as no. a bad pumpkin pie, I suppose, is what I'm trying to I ask. don't know that I've had a home-baked pumpkin pie, with the exception of possibly one that I received as a gift as a graduate student from a student. So it was awesome. Okay. But that's, but yeah, so I can't say I, I I don't, for the most part, the pumpkin pie I consume is the one from Costco, which is delish. Okay. Well, I am glad you had a good time. Was there bourbon? There was bourbon at both locations. Wow. One was a done up as a Manhattan. Mm-hmm. The other was straight bourbon. Both were good. I also ice. had wine in both locations. Ice. Ice in the Manhattan. And yeah, I had ice in the bourbon as well. Yeah. Crushed, cubed, or the big ball that I've seen? <laughs> Just cubed. Okay. We're not that fancy around these parts. Wine and bourbon. Wow. Yeah. And and there was more family at at your fam? Like I assumed it would be five of you parents brother uh i have an aunt and and uncle my my mother's sister um who come and then my brother had a friend there as well interesting okay it was fine it was fine it was Uh a good time 
Fam- I mean, this is somebody who we've known through the family for a while. And I oh, think okay. my brother has sort of become friendly with. Um, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> not a not a new person necessarily. No, not, not that I'm aware of, but maybe. Um, but not that I'm aware of. Okay. Not that I'm aware of. Did did the brother come out and sit at the table or did he just come get his food and go eat in his room? <laughs> I think he was having a good day. So hey, he was out and about. So. I'll take it. Yeah. I'll take yeah, it. I'll take me, it. Me too. Well, Overall, I'm, a nice I'm, day. And I'm, glad you had, I'm glad you had a lovely time. Lenny uh, made it all the way to the in-laws for wow. like 50 minutes in the car. And Didn't then as out. we pull into the driveway, he puked in the backseat. Yeah. Yeah. Couldn't wait 30 more seconds. No. No. He he could have vomited four times in the car. So it's true. And he didn't. So that was impressive. And he got all the way home without puking, but that's because he was wiped and completely asleep. So that was nice as well. No, there we go. Yeah, there we go. How about yourself? How, how was how your did, holiday? My holiday was very good. Thank you so much for asking. Um Thursday was a day just for my wife and I. We didn't leave the house. We didn't see anybody. I remember you saying that was the plan. It was glorious. Oh, good. Uh, watch, you know, watching the Macy's parade and knowing you can shut it off at any minute. Like usually at the in-laws, it's on and you can't touch it. And no matter how that's bad a thing, it gets. That's a thing that Mrs. Manson likes to do. Uh she usually will always turn on the parade. Even if she only watches like two or three minutes of it, Yeah, she will turn it on and watch it. And I just kind of had the realization this year because I sort of was on the couch watching the last part of it. I don't know that I've ever actually sat down to watch the parade ever before in my life. It's I am not- sure I saw a glimpse of it on a television yeah. previously, but I never actually watched it, I don't think, before... This year, I think it is great Thanksgiving morning prepping the meal background noise. Sure. You put it on. It's something you would like kind of poke your head in. You go, oh, pentatonics is, you know, performing. Mrs. Manson was lamenting that she she would say that the parade has become increasingly commercial over the years. It's become the Super Bowl. Okay, because, again, I don't have a frame of reference for it, really. So I was kind of curious if you thought that was true. Because definitely, no matter what's happening on the screen, whatever floated is, there is some sort of brand whose name is emblazoned oh, yeah. in the center of it. So, um, well, and, and, and it's also the fact that there are commercials every hundred and it's like three, maybe five minutes of parade two and a half, three minutes of commercials. Then another five minutes of per- It's enough. The, the, the hosts chat a bit. You watch maybe a marching band. There's some performance. Somebody lip syncs a 60 second snippet of a song, a float. Oh, you watch a balloon go by and then you have another commercial and you learn about the great Google pixel phone or whatever it is. And that's wonderful. And then you come back and you repeat. So again, sitting and watching it, you need something else to do. Um, I got up and started making risotto. I started doing all of that stuff. And so that was easier. As as background noise, I like it. Um, I don't think it's something I would sit and watch start to finish without technology in my hand. So um, did you then watch the dog show or was that too late at that point? No, at that point we were on the move. Um, but we I had did very... get to see Santa, though. So I guess I saw the go. end of the parade. There you go. Yeah. Um, it, you know, but the Thursday was lovely. We had some, you know, delicious food that we wanted. And then Friday morning, we were up and out to the Great White North. Um, my parents were there. My wife's parents were there. The brother-in-law and the two nephews were there. We had a very lovely time. Have you? Uh, do you think you have now set the family precedent in that you will take the day for yourselves from now on, or I am going to, um, I think I'm going to insist. Yeah. I don't usually insist, especially when it comes to my parents, but I think this, I think I now have, what what was so, I mean, 
I get it, but like, what was so? What 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 is what is the thing that you are insisting upon? Like, why? Because you're gonna go and see them anyways. So why does the day matter? Um, there are family members who are very insistent that they need to say have no s- more. There are family <laughs> members. You could have trailed off. I get yeah. you. Okay. Uh, All right. Fair. But no, I have my parents, and I'll speak for both of them. Okay, good. We're doing this now. Um, <laughs> I was like, you're at the bottom of the screen. I'm I kept thinking. Um, my parents really like having something to do on the day of a holiday. So Understand. Easter, Thanksgiving, Fourth of July. And I absolutely. And so it brings you great joy to obstruct them in achieving that. No, in <laughs> fact, it brings me angst and stress. I to believe do that. that, actually. I do believe but, that. But um, the plan was made in the larger family, once yeah. you incorporate, uh, to do something afterwards because it's just easier to do something not on the actual day. Um, and so there was some. You know, there were some mixed feelings, and then I tried to figure out a way to please everybody, and it wasn't necessarily going to work. And so it was just so. But now I'm like, you know what? No, I would like one holiday a year that is just for my wife and I. I think we should. What about one? Arbor Day. Have you considered Flag Day? Yeah, I am sure. That I am sure my my family would love to come up with all sorts of, you know, National Candy Cane Day is all yours. Uh-huh. Um, but we had a very lovely time. And as we're sitting around breakfast Saturday morning, it, it became a two-day event, which it wouldn't have been if it had just been on Thanksgiving. Uh, my mother-in-law says that she is going to make us hotel reservations for the following year so that we like, so now just we have it in our plan that next year we'll do this again. So I am hoping that, yes, the precedent is now set because the difficult thing for us is in our jobs, somebody had the brilliant idea, and I use brilliant as sarcastically as possible, to do parent-teacher conferences on Thanksgiving week. Great. So not only are we prepping for a major holiday, but I've got to meet with, this year, 19 sets of parents. Um, and in some cases it's more than that, because if you have a, you know, divided family where they would prefer to be separate, I have to have two conferences, one with mom, one with dad. Um, so this, so Thanksgiving week is ridiculously stressful in the best circumstances. Um, but yes, so, but we had a lovely time. There was, we did no traditional meal. There was a pasta, there was broccolini, there was pizza, there was salad, there were there were pies and cookies. Dessert was very traditional. Um, but you know, we just gathered with you know family and enjoyed each other's company. And there was a two-year-old playing with a little postal truck toy and having a grand time, and the six-year-old climbing like a jungle gym, which happens every time. So um but yes, so it was it was a good holiday. Now glad we, to hear that. Now we gear up for the next one. Is your is your li- holiday list done? You you asked Santa for everything you would like this year. Um, technically, yes. Do you think? Have you reached a point with your family where you just have stopped giving each other gifts? Pretty much, yeah. I feel like we're on that precipice, and. I know, once again, I can think of members of my, once again, family members. Uh Trail off. Um, Yeah. I'm not necessarily sure that will go over well, but that does kind of feel, you know, the, like the buying for the, the children still makes sense. Sure. But the next youngest person is 36. So (laughs) why? Yeah. I went through a phase there for a couple of years where maybe my father and I were handing each other bottles of liquor. Well, that's nice. <laughs> but they, but in fairness, though, they go to Florida for the winter where there's no like sales tax and the liquor is much less. 
Yeah. Well, at least, I don't know if there's no sales tax, but it's much less. So, like, they're, like, at Christmas, they're then, like, less than a week away from being in the land of inexpensive booze. So, I just don't know that it makes any sense to gift that at this point. So, I don't know. I'm sure my parents will still, my mom, will, I'm sure, will still get us stuff. Yeah. But, I mean... Yeah, no, my mother in law. pajamas. Think, my mother in law, I think, is ready to be done. She did say she got everybody matching pajamas. Um, and she's hoping for a picture. And I was just like, oh my God. Okay. Uh huh. Yeah, that's great. But yeah, no. But yeah, no, I I I feel I feel like a Scrooge, but I'm no. done. I'm done with almost every holiday. Well, let's ask about the real important holidays. Um, also just passed. What did you get for Black Friday? What did you get for yourself on Black Friday? Because that's what Black Friday is about now. It's all about consuming for oneself. Um, I'm sure I got some stuff. <laughs> I, I did some. Yeah. I did some holiday shopping for, um, for the misses and got her some things. So you still um, give gifts to the. To the the significant other this year, oftentimes yes, but we've reached. I know we've talked about this before. We can't give gifts. We don't wait. So like the gifts show up and they get got. So a pair of pajama pants for her arrived today. They're already in the wash. So I'm sure she'll be wearing them shortly. Um, she got me this year since I have a new car, a remote car starter. Not a inexpensive gift that was put in a few weeks ago. And so, you know, we were talking about it and I'm like, I can get you things. <laughs> and I said, or we can sit down and you can pick out the things that you've talked to me about, but will never spend on yourself. You won't spend the money for it. But if I spend the money for it, so she wanted these very fancy sheets and bedding and a robe. And so we got that all taken care of. There you and, go. You know, Luxuries. I like that idea. Well, and that's it. And I like the idea more of, well, let's shop together. So that way we don't have to play the game of what do I think you want? You, you pick out what you want. You know, you some people not- like giving gifts. They like thinking about what their significant other would like. They don't think of it as a game to be lost. They think about, the joy and cheer to be spread. Are you that person? No. Okay. But I'm sure they exist, TC. <laughs> I, I am sure they do. Well, and again, I love doing that 11 months out of the year. If I see something and I'm like, oh, I think so-and-so might like this. I think the Mansons would love a pho puzzle. Let me buy one and send it to the wrong address. Like this. That's on you, sir. I understand that. I'm just saying, like, that sort of thing. Speaking of um, gifts. Happy birthday, Mr. Tall Guy. Is it today? I think so. Thank you. <laughs> I I know. I actually know that's not true. I never remember his birthday. He's so tall. He is. Oh, actually, I don't know that anymore because I haven't seen him in probably a year and a half. For all I know, um, he's been chopped off at the knees by a horror movie villain. It's possible. And, yep, you're not wrong. Um, without going too much into it, uh huh. You said you texted me and told me that Thanksgiving the movie was three stars. Yeah. So the problem is a lot of the movies you rank, you give that sort of between two and four stars. So although I think you I think I heard you say three is I like it, two is I didn't like it. Yeah. So the way I do it on a five star scale is one star is the lowest rating you can get. I don't give zero stars and one star is basically I hated it. Two stars is I didn't really like it. Three stars is yeah, fine. Uh, four stars is that was good, and five stars was wow that was wow that was whoa okay whoa five stars five stars is, was great yeah not perfect nothing's perfect but great 
Great's probably so three a good stars. Is like a, so if you if you did three out of five, that's sixty. So yeah, fine. Yeah, it's it's better than neutral. You know, because I I don't think a neutral on the scale is fair. I think you have to say either I liked it or I didn't like it. You're not really committing necessarily. It's just eh. I mean, I didn't I didn't think it was good, but it was fine. Okay. And was it worth was it worth the time and the was it the absolutely experience? I got to go see that movie with my good buddy GQ and having a nice hangout with that fella is always wonderful. I'm so glad. And yeah, the I, movie was all right. I mean, it was just a standard slasher though. The promise of that film going back to the trailer from the old Grindhouse movies yes. was that it was kind of this fun little tongue-in-cheek parody of slashers for a holiday that wasn't really done and it was clever um, and it was, you know, tongue in cheek, a lot of funny one liners. That's not cranberry sauce, you know, whatever. Um, But like, I don't really think you can expand that out to a feature length without it just being a comedy. Right. So in order for it to actually be a horror movie, you actually have to play it straight, which is what they do. And unfortunately kind of all that camp got left behind for, you know, a by-the-numbers slasher that has some good gore, but, like, the performances are nothing special. The characters are nothing special. It's pretty predictable. I th- We both felt it was extremely predictable. Um, they tried to, instead of doing the parody thing, I think they tried to do a little bit of social awareness, a little satire, perhaps, something about you know, social media and the way we communicate, but there's like a hint of that, but they don't ever, they don't nail it. You know what I mean? They don't nail the execution. It's kind of there, but nah, not really. So I don't know. It was fine. Okay. You know, it was fine on a, on a better day. Maybe I'd give it, maybe I'd give it four stars. It was, you know, it was competently made. I have no real complaints. I just wish there was maybe just a little something more to it to get to those four stars. You know, I don't know. What's the next horror movie you're excited about? If there is one. Godzilla minus one. And when's that come out? Um, Friday, I think. Really? I think hey. so. Yeah. The first, if I'm not you, mistaken. You'll, you'll have gone to the theater multiple times. True. Is this an opening weekend, opening night sort of situation? It is Godzilla. That's kind of the um, chances are this since this is a Japanese Godzilla film. It will likely have one showing on Friday night at our local theater, and that will be the only showing that they will run of this film. So really? that's usually how it goes. Yeah, um, there might be two. But probably one night only. They usually don't go for any longer than that. Maybe this will be different. I was going to say. But so this is a because this is a major cultural icon. Shin Godzilla in 2016 played one night only for like one showing. So that was the last Godzilla film. That does not make any sense to me. I'm looking it up. Yeah, those um, movies don't really play here. Um, they're subtitled and they're not that popular. So I understand now, admittedly, that Godzilla versus Kong is a different. And sort of I thing, will say, but, admittedly, movie theaters are in a different place now post pandemic than they were in 2016. Maybe at this point, and in the world where, you know, one of the biggest theater events this year has been Taylor Swift's era tour watching a concert on a movie screen. Um, maybe they can afford to give Godzilla minus one a few more showings. I, I don't know. Um, but I think that says that speaks more to the state of the movie theater industry than it does the popularity of Japanese Godzilla films. There are eight showings on Friday. Woohoo! Four in IMAX. They're playing in IMAX. IMAX 2D, 4 in D-Box, which I think is like that 4D. That's when they shake the seats. Yeah. And then Saturday, there are nine showings. Wow. And then This does look like a movie that has been produced to try to have some international appeal. 
Yep. So hopefully that works out for him. There are, there are, it's at least playing Friday, Saturday, Sunday, multiple times. Uh, and in fact, it is playing more than the Beyonce movie. How long has the Beyonce movie been out? I don't know. <laughs> okay. I thought that was also coming out. That's yeah. But are any interest in this John Woo silent night movie? I don't think that's a horror movie. I think that's more just action. Oh, but uh, no, not really. I'm not really a fan of John Woo's action movies either. Like they're too, they're too much for me. I know some people love like some of those movies like Mission Impossible 2 and whatnot, but they never, John Woo was never really my thing. He peaked in 97. That face off. Once you make, once you make face off, just stop making anything. Just retire. I also don't really like face off. So that's fine. Yeah. I'm not necessarily sure that I would like face off if I saw it. Yeah. Now it's just. Yeah. Fair. Yeah. I think I would continue to like the rock. If I saw that today. That's a good movie. Con air. Probably not. There's just some of the elements. Steve Buscemi singing the whole world in his hands like a proto Bray Wyatt. Yeah. Like, so. Oh, uh, what was I going to. Did I thank you for the chocolate croissant on the last show or was that? No, that was on the phone. I was on the phone. The, a rare, a rare DC and Doc phone call. Um, yes, that was one of the other things we took out some Trader Joe's chocolate croissants or a Trader Joe's chocolate croissant because my wife looked at the nutrition facts. <laughs> uh, let it rise for nine hours. They were like, you will be astounded at the rise. Were you astounded? I was, like, I was impressed it's quite with the, the it's amount quite of the rise. rise, especially like hours six through eight and a half, nine. Uh-huh. I was not impressed with the amount of chocolate in the croissant, but I think, oh, I, I, think I, I, I didn't feel like there was a lot. The problem I think I have is I have gone to bakeries mm-hmm. and, you know, people are like, oh, you got to have their chocolate croissants. And I've gone there and been like looking left and right. There's chocolate in this croissant. So yeah. comparatively, I feel like the Trader Joe's has ample chocolate compared to some actual bakeries I've been to. But you're right in saying it's there's not there's not gobs. of the stuff. I want that's it. I want. You know, not half and half. That would be excessive. But I want, you know, like a a bit of chocolate. Wrestling right now. You haven't been looking at me almost this entire show. Are you watching wrestling? I am not watching wrestling. All right. I'm playing baseball. (laughs) Whatever. Um. I will. I will devote. No, 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 no. You you play. You play some baseball. That's that's fine. Um. Yeah, I, I I needed some chocolate in every bite. It was good though. I will say, had the flake, had the flakiness. Are you? Have you watched any of this season of the Bake Off? No. You going to? Are you? Are you Bake Offed out? I think I might be done. The last couple seasons were real bad. This season's not great. I will say, this season's not great. I my heart breaks sometimes when we talk because all of these things. That we talked that that we talked about so glowingly in our early years. I know you're just watching all the anime. I get it. You're just watching all of the anime. But yeah. I keep looking. I'm like, well, what else is there? Anime and lecture notes. Anime, manga, horror movies. Lecture notes, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I if you do, you could you could decide to take Horrid in a different direction and do anime, do an anime podcast. I could. I would. I would watch it. I would listen to a season on the history of anime. I could. You should. Not gonna. Okay. Would Would you care to dive into our email? Podcast at ddtwrestling.com is the email address. Write in if you'd like to have your thoughts right on the air. Our first one we comes ha- in from our bestie, Glenn. Uh, this is from last week. Being thankful, part one for DDT. Hi, guys. Although we don't technically celebrate Thanksgiving over here, it doesn't mean we can't be grateful for what we have. 
On a personal note, I'm grateful for after a tough year health-wise, things have leveled out now. I'm grateful for you guys, despite being an ocean apart. You have become special friends to me. I'm grateful for these besties, nice people, and the toxic world of social media. I'm grateful for AWI Pod. Without Brent and the Major allowing me on board, I probably wouldn't be podcasting now. And last but not least, I'm grateful for my family, especially my mother, who, despite being 87, is the most sprightly with it person I know. Have a wonderful holiday for all that celebrate. Thanks, Glenn. Double N, period. Thank you, Glenn. Uh, glad to hear things are looking better for you. Um, hope you had a lovely week. And yes, happy birthday, tall guy. You were right. I uh, I miss the besties. You could always put, I don't know, can you put just, I know Facebook, you can install Messenger, but not the Facebook app. They should allow that for X. For the second email yeah, come. comes in from our bestie, Glenn, giving thanks part two. As requested by DC, here's my wrestling thanks. I give thanks to the past guys and gals who struggled to keep British wrestling going when the media and general public gave up on it, whether it was at home or abroad and keeping the flag flying. I feel like I've disappointed Glenn with my attitude at the start of this show. Uh, I'm grateful for the guys and girls from the UK that took NXT UK closing on the chin and moved on to bigger and better things here in the USA or Japan, always remembering their heritage and mixing classic UK styles with the US style. And I'm grateful for a whole new, very talented group of talents filling halls up and down the country, keeping this amazing mix of sport and entertainment alive up and down the country. You didn't sign Thank this one, you. so... That's all right. We appreciate it. When he, you know, he's excited about British wrestling. He didn't say anything about, you know, CM Punk. Not excited for that. All right. Or maybe he is. I don't know. Man, who knows? The next email I have comes from Pav. Yeah. I'd like to point out he no explanation. I mean, as as to the as to the lengthy lack of emails. But if just but, right but, back but, into but it. But if he did give you a lengthy explanation. As to where he has been, wouldn't you be pissed about that? Why would I be pissed about that? I don't know. We always are willing to welcome back our besties back in from the rain. Like, come on back in. Our umbrella shall cover you and and make you warm. This is long. Read it. (laughs) Method. Hi guys. I've been using a method that I'm pretty sure many people around the world have been using since the WWE Network launched in 2014. The tab method. I missed out on the Monday Night Wars, but every Monday at 8 p.m. since September 2021 slash 95, I open a Nitro tab and a Raw tab on the, of the same night and HDMI my laptop to my TV and enjoy a night of war. I only know stuff like the Austin bedpan and milk segment, to be fair. That's a lot of all you need to know, which helps me enjoy this era without spoilers. I never knew how exciting it was consuming wrestling this way. That nervous excitement of being engrossed in a segment, but worrying in the back of your head what is happening on the other channel slash tab. Last week, I saw Rick Rude open up Nitro, and to my shock, he appeared on Raw when I changed the channel during the Zabisco and Bischoff segment. A few weeks ago, Jeff Jarrett disappeared randomly, and I thought he was on WCW. I thought he was on WCW Saturday night for a few weeks. I switched over to Raw one night, and he was there. I doubt it because of life circumstances, but I aim to complete this by March 2027 slash 2001. Every month, I try to watch movies, TV shows, and consume music for that specific year to get a feel for that year before my weekly Monday crescendo. But I refused to listen to Spice Girls. I tried to buy a WCW 1998 calendar for this coming January, but it's over $50. I am committed, unless I have to abandon this journey if I get more busy. The definition of commitment. (laughs) My question is, do you think it is better to watch Raw and Nitro individually to get a gauge for what they were like? Or is that an unfair advantage over the people who had to make a choice? Is it more exciting having to make a choice? 
Would you recommend this internet popular method to anyone who hasn't watched the Monday Night Wars? Also, in early mid-97, I didn't switch over to Raw once because I enjoyed Nitro. Was this a mistake? Pav. Fun fact, the Earl of Sandwich, John Montague, in the 1700s, invented the sandwich, so he didn't have to leave his gambling table to eat. That is a true fact. I don't even need to go to pbs.org. Though bonus points to you, Pav, for citing your source. Yep. I've never heard of the tab method before. I've also never heard of it. But I think it's a brilliant idea, and it does help emulate that idea of having to choose a channel to watch. Mm -hmm. And I bet you it makes the experience of consuming those two products more exciting. That said, you will miss out on consuming both products individually. But I think there's something to it. What I'm surprised, having the ability to do all this, if I were doing something like this, I would be watching one on the television and one on the laptop. I think it's better to have to choose, though, to emulate that channel switching um, behavior. But I, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. I do think oh, I, there's something exciting about not knowing what's happening in that other tab. Well, and the, the other thing is that you also, like, I'm assuming you've made a commitment that you can't go back. Like, so if you're watching a Rey Mysterio psychosis match on WCW, you're not going to then go back at some point and figure out what was on WWF during that time. You've just decided that whatever you pick, I would be clicking back and forth between. I'd be making people nauseous just going click because that's what I would do. I had. Oh, my goodness. If I remember correctly, and I probably don't, WCW was channel 28 and Raw was like. 54 and I would just go 28, 54, 28, 54. And I would switch back and forth until I saw something that was interesting. And then I, yeah, Um, I don't think I could do this method, but I think it is a creative way to consume your wrestling. Um, I also think it's creative to only do it on a Monday. So like you're literally, you're committing yourself to multiple years of, of this project. I can appreciate um, in early mid 97, I would say that in 97, if you're interested in good wrestling matches, you're watching nitro. If you're interested in more entertaining segments, you're watching raw. The NWO by 97 was not as good and it was boring, but that was the height. You know, that's the rise of Austin and DX and everything. So. There you go. Thank you, Pav, for your email. The next email comes from Tim, reading and heroes. Hello, friends. Survivor Series has passed, and I have found a new group to watch wrestling on a more regular basis with. Time will tell if this fit works, and if the changes in how things are presented with Vince taking his money and running truly look. Last week, you asked about childhood reading. And the only thing I truly recall is C.S. Lewis, the whole Narnia collection. Were you a Narnia person? No. With Aslan and Mr. Tomlinson? No. No, I wasn't Christian enough for that. I also asked my wife, and she was very quick to say the boxcar children. And she also has all the books in our shed from her childhood. We asked the boys, 12 and 14, if they wanted to read them and were laughed out of the room. Correct. Last week, fellow Minnesotan Nate talked about meeting his heroes. My oldest had an opportunity to meet one of his heroes while on vacation earlier this month in Disney World. We had grabbed our lunch and went to sit down, and we saw two families sitting at the next table, eight to ten people in total. My son sits down, looks up, and goes white as a ghost. He grabs his phone and sends me a text. Byron Buxton. That's it. That's all it says. I turn and look, and sure enough, it's Byron Buxton and Nick Gordon of the Minnesota Twins. We were able to get some pictures and some autographs, and I can tell you they were two of the nicest celebrities I've ever met. It makes it very easy to be a fan of theirs after this experience. Byron's in-laws were there as well, and they seemed to enjoy seeing what was happening as much as we were. December is almost upon us in the holiday shopping season. What is one exceptionally nerdy thing you would like this year? 
All the best to you both, all the besties, and more specifically, those in our lives that put up with us. Tim. <clears throat> Give me a nerdy thing you're hoping for. Um. <laughs> Is there a manga you're after? No. That you'd like? I don't. I don't buy things. Well, it's a gift, so you would be. I don't ask for things. I have everything I want. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. You want, I feel like you need a hug. Do you want me to come over there? No, I'm good. I okay. I I I, I ordered myself a, a new Xbox controller to use with my Apple TV. That's coming I think in the that's mail. It. I think that's it. I think it's the fact that you just get yourself all the things you want. I mean, don't you? For the most part. Right? Except for the things that aren't reasonable to ask for as gifts. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I would like uh, New Japan World. I signed up for um, in early November. I signed up or no, maybe late October. Signed up for New Japan World, adding it to my quests and things. And they announced as I'm signing up, they're like, in November 9th, we're going to be switching over to a new server and all of this. It's going to be a brand new look for New Japan World. And I, like an idiot, signed up forgetting that it's going to take them a while to get all of their content transferred over. So all of this stuff from the 80s or the early 2000s that they'd had they no longer have, and I have to kind of wait to see if they're going to upload it. Maybe they will, maybe they won't. So I would like them to hurry up. That's the nerdy thing I'm asking for this year. Okay. Uh, thank you, Tim. My next email I see comes from Nate. Thanksgiving. Good morning, DC and Doc. I had a nice five-day break over Thanksgiving. It was so nice to do very little to nothing. For Thanksgiving, relatives were over for about two hours, and that's it. Otherwise, me and my dad watched football all day. Then I put Home Alone on to end the day. Only Black Friday shopping I did was a big bulk of muffins at our local grocery store. That sounds all right. What are your rankings of Thanksgiving food? Stuffing, mashed potatoes and gravy, turkey, bean, green bean casserole, and pumpkin pie. And do you treat it like a big holiday or is it just a mini get-together? Do you guys like the Black Friday shop? Best things you've ever gotten? Cheers to you guys and have a great night. Your bestie, Nate. Um, Nate. I will refer you to, uh, Glenn might know the answer to this. Um, there, were, there was a year where we did an entire Thanksgiving food tournament. Um, it was quite extensive. There was a lot of debating. Um, and rather than rehash that, I am instead going to just refer you to that episode um, to just sort of catch up and you'll get our feelings on on the Thanksgiving foods. I, on the other um, hand, I'm going to rank the things that you've actually listed in this email, but only those things. So okay. I'm going to go pumpkin pie, stuffing, mashed potatoes, gravy, turkey, green bean casserole. I thought mashed potatoes and gravy were one thing, but okay. Um, stuffing, turkey, green bean casserole. <laughs> Um, actually really just stuffing in Turkey and I don't want the other three. So <laughs> that's, Can I have me. your pumpkin pie. Of course. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, do I like to black Friday shop? Not particularly. Uh, I... it used to be a, Go ahead. Go ahead. it used to be a big thing. Like there were, there were holidays in Maine where, my mother-in-law would go pick my wife up at like 1230 in the morning and they would go out and hit a bunch of stores and do actual big morning, middle of the night, Black Friday shopping. Um, I would always at a regular time go pick up my father-in-law and my brother-in-law and we would go to Walmart and my brother-in-law and I would look at cheap DVDs and video games um, and my father-in-law would wander around wondering why people were buying things. <laughs> so not necessarily a big Black Friday thing. I enjoy looking and seeing if there are deals. 
what we do, that's what we bought this year. We buy the on the discounted gift cards. So like you could buy an Instacart gift card. You could buy a $200 gift card for $175 or whatever. So we bought as many of those as we could because we're going to need, we're going to want grocery delivery. And if we can save some money, you can save some money. Um, that sort of thing I like to do. I, I don't often need, I will occasionally on whether it's Black Friday or Cyber Monday, I'll go through my like Amazon, what I've ordered before. And I'll be like, oh, this thing I usually, you know, this pack of, you know, lightning, con- lightning chargers is wicked cheap now. I'll buy another one of those. We'll always need chargers at some point, especially since these die fairly quickly. So, but yeah, I, I don't want to go out. I don't like shopping in general. Fair. So. Uh, all right. Our final email comes from Mrs. Manson. Wow. The holiday swap. Good evening, gentlemen. Pre-pandemic, I inherited a cookie swap at my place of work, and I organized it for a number of years. With people now being more conscious of sharing treats made in someone else's home and hybrid schedules that just don't seem to match up, I decided to let the cookie swap go this year. I'm a little sad, but to be honest, most of the time, my cookies were the best. Doc would confirm. And I don't need a reason to bring more treats into the house. And while I know it's not really about the cookies, but spending time enjoying socializing with others and getting in the holiday spirit, I just can't bring myself to plan it this year. Instead, I was thinking maybe we have a DDT recipe swap. Could be fun crossing cultures and continents. Besties, if you wish, share a favorite holiday recipe in the group chat. I'm assuming she means the Discord group chat, but maybe she means the Twitter one. Also, 1217 DC, 5 p.m. Manson Manor, Dreidel Night. Join us, latkes included. Pass the applesauce and sour cream, Mrs. M. I was going to suggest, you know, if you're, I think, Mrs. Manson, rather than doing, you should do the same thing at work. Have everyone share a cookie recipe and then put together like a little ebook of here are the recipes from the office or something like that. That might be a way of still doing something festive, but not sharing of the treats. The problem is cookie people are serious and you end up with these people who are like, my cookies won first place at the local fair. So you can have this little pouch of my cookies, but I will never share my recipe. It's a trade secret. Gosh, darn it. And, you know, most people ain't going to share their recipes. I suppose that is true. That's dumb. Yeah, I agree. Uh, but yes, I will happily share. I'll need to think of a recipe or two. We were going to, I remember the days where we were talking about a DDT cookbook. It's true. Back in the day. Doc Mayo, thank you to Tim and Pav and Glenn and Nate and Mrs. Manson for your emails. Brandon Banks, uh, your, your lack of email was conspicuous. Uh, Doc, please share that piece of positivity that you've got. I know you've, you're feeling oh so positive. What do you got going on that's that's exciting you, thrilling you, and getting you through, uh, getting you through the day, the week? The number two, DC Matthews. The number two, because I have two lectures left before the last exam, and then there's an, the final exams after that. But. I only have to get up and perform like a monkey two more times. So there are no lectures in between the final, the last exam and the final exam. Yeah, essentially. My last exam is next Wednesday. And I did that a day early. The day, last day of the semester is Friday. Um, so I did that just because I figured most people have other classes with exams on Friday. So I pulled mm. a forward one. And I'm still planning to have class that Friday after the exam, but I'm, it's, nobody's going to be there, first of all. And second of all, um, it's not going to be a lecture. I'll probably put together some surveys and stuff to ask for feedback on various aspects of the course, because I'm actually interested in their feedback, and go from there. So on the day that you just said no one's going to be there. Oh, I'm well aware, but I'm just. You're asking for feedback. Yeah, yeah. Because the people who do show up will be the the people who I will actually want the feedback from. 
Okay, that's fair. If that makes any sense. That makes total sense. Okay. Um, yeah, I haven't looked you up on ratemyprofessors.com in a while. I'll have to, we'll give a couple weeks, and then we'll, we'll see what the people say. I suspect my ratings will be on a downwards trend. Oh, now I got to look now. <laughs> but uh, I am glad to hear that you are wrapping up, because that's got to feel good. Do you have plans for the... I know that often I say, what are you going to do during the break? And then you proceed to tell me all the ways that it's not a break. No, this time it's mostly a break. I had that realization because last week we had our turkey break, you know, unlike you. And I'm sorry to hear about your Thanksgiving week, but my Thanksgiving week was actually pretty, pretty, pretty non-eventful, I guess. And I was just thinking about it the other day. Like last year, between the semesters, I was still technically working my old job. And so Mm -hmm. like, you know, I was scrambling after having only done this class once. I was trying to think about what I might do different in the spring. I was still trying to learn the material. On top of that, I was still trying to get all the old biology classes ready for the spring as well. Like this year... This winter break, I've got a little bit to do. Like, I should definitely chip away at some of the stuff that I do for one of the other offices on campus. But I mostly don't have anything to do. And I'll probably do a little bit of work rejiggering the course again. But, yeah, nothing too serious on the agenda. I'm looking forward to driving Mrs. Manson absolutely insane with my constant presence. I look forward to hearing about that as well. Yeah. Yeah, so it should be pretty good. Give you time to work on the history of anime. I believe you mean the history of horror movies season two. I have a hunch we're going to get that. I feel like. It's entirely possible I was planning I, out some episodes this week. I feel I feel like for some reason, I feel like that's going to be a higher priority. I just don't. I don't know. I go back and forth on it because I'm really interested in it. And I did enjoy that first season quite a bit. But I just don't know if that would be what I would have the most fun doing. I want to do it. I think it, it should but, be fun. And I think it no, will I think be, it fun, be fun. But I, yeah, I, 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 I got I to gotta figure something out. I don't know. I'm thinking about it anyways. But how about you, DC Matthews at the DC Matthews? What is your piece of positivity this week? Um, I will go with, you know, it was it was rude of me to do. But um, one of the Black Friday deals that my wife found she has these websites she goes to where they just post, you know, they're, they're scouring to find the deals and then they share them with you. Um, you know, uh, the, the baseball annual video game is called MLB. The show. The show. Yes. Um, and that she was able to get for $10, which is a bargain. Um, and I was playing, you know, around with some of the features and some of it is just way too complicated. But I created DC Matthews, who is not only a pitcher, but also a batter. Um, It's his first season. Supposedly, he's 18 years old. I didn't get to pick the age, I don't think, this year. Um, You know, he's he's playing in the minor leagues. He's already hit 54 home runs. He's hitting over 700. He's pitching complete games because, you know, I, of course, the way I consume video games is what is the easiest way I can play this. So how can I change the the little presets to make it as easy as possible for myself. Hey, as long as you're having fun. Um, that's it. And, and I am, I am enjoying it. And, and so, you know, when you're doing the batting as I'm doing, you know, you go up to bat and then often they just say, okay, well now's the next time for you to bat. And so very easily you just press a couple buttons and you're all the way through a game. So that has been quite entertaining. Um, so I will say MLB the show. I also made my very first Swiss meringue, um, which is you know similar to making an Italian meringue, but you have to do it over boiling water and actually heat. Uh, you're cooking the egg whites as you make it. Benefit being, you can eat it without having to then do anything else with it. So it is an ideal. Otherwise, you're just eating raw egg whites, which I sometimes will also do. Uh, but yes, so it, it, you know, there are things and I'm counting down three weeks and a couple of days and 
It will be my winter break, which is not as long as Doc's, but I also plan on doing as little as possible. That should be lovely. So that is, that's the goal. I feel like that's going to be the goal for the forties for my forties is how can I do as little as possible, the least, the least amount. I'm with you. Uh, Thank you to those of you listening. Hope you had a lovely end of your November. Uh, This will come out, I believe on December 1st. So we're in the final month of 2023. Where does the time go? It goes, it goes. Uh, Doc Manson, anything else you'd like to say before we head out into that good night? If you'd like to have your thoughts written in the air, send us an email, podcast at ddtwrestling.com. Head over to patreon.com forward slash ddtwrestling to give a little bit of financial support to the podcast. Helps keep the lights on and it keeps the podcast train moving along. He is Doc Manson. You can find him not at Doc Manson. I mean, you can go to at Doc Manson, but he won't see I it. might. I am DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. Have yourselves a lovely Uh, Whenever it is you're listening to this until we meet again, my dear friends, won't you be our bestie? Won't you? Please.